0: T.S. Eliot, Kingsley Amos, and Frederick Buechner are three of the more important writers to accord them special praise. As the author of the Father Brown Mysteries, Chesterton created a sleuth whom many see as a worthy rival to Sherlock Holmes. Dorothy Sayers and P.D. James are among the many who have written with great appreciation for Chesterton's gifts in the genre of detective fiction. Lastly, as a literary critic... Chesterton's writings on the works of Charles Dickens earned him an enduring reputation as the greatest of all Dickens critics, a statement given in the Oxford Reader's Companion to Dickens. Clearly, Chesterton was a literary force to be reckoned with. Those who care to turn these pages will soon learn of my indebtedness to many excellent books. If this book spurs some to delve more deeply into Chesterton's life and writings by way of these earlier works, I will count myself fortunate. I also have great appreciation for a telling reflection made by Dr. William Audie in his masterly Oxford University Press study, Chesterton and the Romance of Orthodoxy, 2009. Chesterton's scholarship is, in a sense, in its infancy. Though Gilbert Keith Chesterton died over 70 years ago, little serious work has been done on the implications of his writings. His works are even now rarely studied. Much remains to be done before Chesterton's huge oeuvre can be adequately assessed as a major part of the cultural history of the last century. And so it is hoped that this book might encourage young scholars to enter the rich, largely untilled field of Chesterton studies. I will close with one further thought, or rather second a statement made by Richard Ingrams that is both accurate and just. The new reader of Chesterton Ingrams wrote, will be surprised by how contemporary a figure he is. It was this statement, along with kindred convictions from my own reading, that served as a primary inspiration for my putting pen to paper. Chesterton is, in many ways, our contemporary, and our need of his wisdom, art, humor, love, and humanity is as great as that of the age in which he lived, perhaps greater. Kevin Belmonte, Woodholm. December 2009 Prologue Ah, well, I am a great and sublime fool. But then, I am God's fool, and all his works must be contemplated with respect. Mark Twain, 1877 G. K. Chesterton was a host unto himself. A supremely gifted journalist, essayist, literary critic, and novelist, he succeeded at every kind of writing he put his hand to. His many works were marked by startling formulations that have led some to call him the Prince of Paradox. And rightly so. But there are reasons enough to think he would have relished Twain's affirmation that he was God's Fool, and reasons enough to think he would have said as much of himself. As it happens, he did. Writing in his autobiography, I dare say that there are a good many fools who can call me a friend, and also, a more chastening thought, a good many friends who can call me a fool. Twain and Chesterton were much alike. Both could navigate a sentence with unerring skill. Both could laugh at themselves, and both were honest enough to say they were God's fools. Both possessed a formidable intellect and literary genius. And Chesterton, a charter member of the International Mark Twain Society, had a keen appreciation for Twain's wit. This gift, Chesterton wrote, requires an intellectual athleticism because it is akin to logic. A wit must have something of the same running, working, and staying power as a mathematician or a metaphysician. Moreover, wit is a fighting thing and a working thing. A man may enjoy humor all by himself. He may see a joke when no one else sees it. He may see the point and avoid it. But wit is a sword. It is meant to make people feel the point as well as see it. All honest people saw the point of Mark Twain's wit. Not a few dishonest people felt it. When it came to Chesterton, all of these traits were augmented by a deep reverence for truth. But that reverence was also clothed in a high and obstinate regard For those with whom he disagreed. On several occasions, he engaged in epic debates with George Bernard Shaw, as formidable.